on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work, we're talking about apologies. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Kirsten Barron. And I'm Karina Hoyer. And we are so glad that you're here today because we are talking about women and we're talking about work. We're talking about ease, meaning, and joy. I'm doing a little power pose because this is one of those episodes I'm super excited to talk about. Apologies. Why are you so excited about it? We'll get into that. <laughs> it's going to be good. We guarantee it. It's going to be good. This is when you're excited about. So it's so funny to me that sometimes when we open up, do we, do we do this podcast opening? You admit right off the bat, you think the subject's going to be lame. I, I do. I sometimes say that, but then there's times that I'm like, oh, this is going to be really good. Thanks. So I'm glad that you think this was good. I'm be foreshadowing good. for the listener. I think they're in for a treat. Yeah. And also you picked this one. <laughs> So yeah, I hope you think it's going to be good. Dag, I do. So how are you, friend? I am I am okay. I have to tell you, though, I, ha- I saw something super cool that's totally unrelated to um, you know, apologies. You know, I love randomness. I know, but I have to t- tell you and the listeners, because, you know, we spend so much time thinking about the self and how you behave and how you impact not only your own experience, but those around you. And recently I saw something that I think has been floating around social media for a while, but it was it's actually a... Um, a plaque that's on a door at the Indiana University of Health. And it's, I believe, probably on a door just as you enter the building. And I want to read to you what it says because it's just so perfect. It says, please take responsibility for the energy you bring into this space. Big letters. Can you imagine walking in and seeing that like, oh. Oh my gosh. Wait, what is, yeah. And then there's more. It says your words matter, your behaviors matter, our patients and our team matter. Take a slow, deep breath and make sure your energy is in check before entering. That is the workplace I want to work at. Totally. That's fantastic. It just gave me chills. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to, I actually, frankly, I need that sign on the Door. Did you po- do we post it on our Instagram? Did we post it? Which means did you post it on our Instagram? <laughs> no, but I will. I'm going to post I will. it. It's so great. I'll post it on our Instagram. I'm going to make myself one of those and I'm going to put it on the door. You can put it on your round couch. I can I can put it. <laughs> oh, yes. You I have got my office. office now. I'm going to put it on the door to my office. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, anyway. No, it's brilliant. I just, Really? Right. It's so brilliant. That's what it's about. You know, the only thing that they were missing on that sign Hashtag ease meaning joy. Exactly. Which is something I'm trying to get going, ladies. So, you oh, know. Oh, good. Hashtag ease meaning and joy. Yeah. Right yeah. on. Yeah. So, uh, apologies. Apologies. <laughs> now, okay, Krina, I'm now, I did, I have sensed a bit of reluctance on this topic with you. And so, I, before we start, I want to check in about <laughs> your kind of experience with apologies. Like, Tell me a little bit about that. I do think it's... And if you want to lay down on my couch yeah, while you no do it, that doubt. would be great. <laughs> Can you cue the meditation music and just let me sit here and explore? <clears throat> you are correct. When you said you want to do apologies, your my response to this episode, I think, was similar to your response when I said I wanted to talk about meetings. Totally. I was just like, ugh. Okay, I'll do it. <laughs> and it's probably a good thing that you forced me to look into this because I have had to do a little bit of a deep dive. You know, as the person who frequently chooses the titles for this episode, for our episodes, I wanted to call this one I, "Why I Hate the Words I'm Sorry," mm-hmm. and I think I, I I think I would change that now based on this research. But honestly, apologize apologies to me 
I think are they're frustrating. I don't mind saying I'm sorry. I don't mind the mea culpa. I don't mind being the one who's sort of acknowledging the wrongdoing. So it's not about my own personal mm-hmm. inability to recognize fault and then acknowledge that and sort mm-hmm. of nurture the person who I've done wrong. I hate the words I'm sorry when they're coming at me. Oh, interesting. Because I, I have, I think, I think I'm like a lot of people. I'm on the receiving end of a lot of half-assed apologies. Mm-hmm. I mean, not, not, not very meaningful. Not very meaningful. Not fully thought out. Yeah, and just or, words. Just words. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my kids do this a lot. I'm sorry. You know, for the fifth, which feels like a deflection as opposed to a oh, okay, I've done something to hurt you. Let's figure out what just happened. Precisely, right? and, it's a and deflection. It feels like a get out of, or a get out of jail mm-hmm. free card. Like it just feels like okay, well, what you just said, you're sorry, and now, and now we're, we're done. Done. Mm-hmm. So I think I have a lot of things. Like I have a lot of emotions around unmet needs with regards to receiving apologies. You mean other people's unmet needs? When they give you the apology? No, I feel your like own, my needs. Your own unmet needs. Yeah, are unmet by most apologies that I receive. Fascinating. And so I don't even want to hear it. You know what I want? Stop doing the thing that you're constantly apologizing for. That's meaningful to mm-hmm. me. However, I have to say in doing the research, you know, I'm not alone. We find that there are mm-hmm. a lot of apologies. In fact, uh, later on we can talk more about this, but you know, a poor apology does more damage than no apology right. at all. It sure does. So I'm really excited to learn more about this with you and also explore what a genuine meaningful apology, apology looks like. Yeah, sounds mm-hmm. like and 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 the impact I wanna feel that impact that it can have on people. What you know, it's it's when I listen to you talk, I think to myself, Oh, yeah, I've received plenty of pretty um insincere incomplete apologies Mm -hmm. but most of the time it's interesting they don't bug me Hmm. because I feel like it's just a reflection of that person Mm -hmm. right it's like there it's a reflection of them because whether they lack self-awareness or confidence or thoughtfulness I just see oh that's just somebody doing the best they can and showing up the best they can and it's really not my problem right yeah you're you're evolved but that's really I will say this it tells me something about them don't forget. I mean, don't think I don't take anything away from it. Right. I take away from it that, oh, you don't have the ability to engage with me on that level. Yeah. And that is okay. I love you, but I'm really clear about where our relationship is. Right. Right. But for me, the apology thing is like, I feel it's the biggest opportunity for me to grow as a human. Yes. And that is really interesting. And actually, some of our research sort of helps helped me kind of understand that better. Do you mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit more about that? About the the growth the growth in myself, yeah. the why I think yeah. it's Yeah. Well, before I get into that, let's talk about apologies at work. And you said to me when we were prepping for this show, you're like, "Why are apologies important at work? I don't understand why they're more important at work, right? Aren't they just important in life?" Yeah, exactly. And and I was thinking, you know, and, and like we normally uh, do, I went to look for research and data about mm-hmm. sort of statistics around apologies or what we know or brain science or anything like that. And 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 mostly what I found was unhelpful, but but I couldn't find any real thing about apologies at work. And I, so I was looking, I hadn't thought, I hadn't done the big picture thinking that I think you have done. And you said something to me that was really eye-opening. You want me to say it or do you want to say it? You say it. Um, so I think that apologies are particularly important at work. 
because we have these confined relationships at work. We're there from nine to five, eight to four. We see somebody at, at noon on Thursdays. We pass them in the hall. So it's really easy to let things go. It's really easy to just wash over it and let the behavior go and just move on. Pretend it didn't happen. Pretend it didn't happen. um, And it will continue. It will be a break in the relationship. It will be damage to the relationship that remains. And it will get in the way. If someday, for some reason, you need to have a real conversation with that person, it's still going to be lingering. And you'll be trying to deal with that as well as the big issue on the table. I think in our houses with our families and our friends, um, we see them more regularly. Like if you're really angry at your child for doing something, you know, having a conversation about an apology or if I've done something to my spouse, that is a super, it's very uncomfortable. So it's harder not to deal with it. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I just think it's easier to let it go at work because it's such a boundary relationship. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that what's, what I did find in my research was that when you do muster up the, uh, the apology culture, Mm -hmm. when people do start to sort of cop to the things that they have done Mm -hmm. that are mistakes and acknowledge the impact that they've had on others around them it does what we're all looking for at work it reduces stress yeah. it increases productivity it builds better relationships creativity more collaboration co- that's right even less absenteeism mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. sick days and mental health days because you've just repaired those relationships or at least acknowledge mm-hmm. that you're willing to mm-hmm. yeah which is the kind of one of those benefits of apology for sure apologies done well back to my original thing which yeah. is like but if you the can't apologize, right. Yeah. So the burden isn't necessarily to just apologize. It's to do it well. Right. I'm sorry is really just the topic. It's not the paragraph, right? Do you know what I mean? It's yes. not the rest of it. Yeah. And I think that when you make an apology to somebody, it says, I care about you. I care about what you think. Um, I want to learn. I want to do better. Right. It should. Yeah. That's the goal of the apology. That is the goal. I have to say, though, there is some great research about gender and apologizing. There's some great. And there really are. I mean, the research is skinny for sure. But there are a few folks who are out there who have done a ton of apology work over many years. Uh, Yosuke, um, I think it's Otsubo. Yosuke Otsubo is at Kobe University in Japan. He's one of these big apology researchers, more maybe on forgiveness in mm-hmm. some respect, Yeah, but we'll talk about him a little bit more. Um, and yeah, there's been some really good studies on gender differences in apology. Yeah. By the way, the reason why there's not a lot of research on apologies oh, yeah. is because in, cl- in like in a lab setting, it's hard to it's hard to set up a, to an experiment yeah. where you're like going to harm someone somehow and then apologize to them and see how they respond. So I was like, <laughs> oh, OK, that makes sense. Like, why is this so lean? But I yeah, so gender and apology. Now, this is also a mind bender. So I have a lot of experience with women in particular who mm-hmm. over apologize. Yeah. I'm sorry. They 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 say I'm and there's sorry. a lot of thought data, thought stuff out there and opinions about women shouldn't they should stop apologizing. Right. They should you know. And frankly, I would I I would have said before doing the research for the show that women apologize too much, mm-hmm. and if they are want, go, going to be taken seriously in the workplace, if they're going to be um, yeah, if they're going to be taken seriously in the workplace, we need to stop. The over apologizing and research shows that women do apologize far more than men. 
there's a study in psychological science that says women apologize more than men. And here's what's interesting about that. It's not because they say it's what at the heart of it is the wrong. Men have a much higher threshold for believing they're wrong than women do. That's right. And so it's like when men reach the threshold, when they think they're wrong, oh, they're willing to apologize. So that's not the difference. The difference is believing that you've done it wrong. Yeah. And so that says to me that women have empathy and understanding and that they're aware of other people in a way that maybe men aren't. So I do, I agree with you, Karina, the over-apologizing is like a lack of boundaries. It's weird. But I do not think that women need to change who they are. I do not think we need to pathologize or demonize the apology when it is about why are we telling people you shouldn't be empathetic? Right. That's bullshit. Right. And that was an interesting thing. So, you know, trying to figure out how to be more successful in the workplace, how to be taken more seriously, how to build better, whatever. We frequently tell women to look like men, be more like the guys. And in this case, it would be stop Mm -hmm. apologizing. But, you know, that's the other that's that wasn't great. Aha moment for Mm -hmm. me. We're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I value these feminine qualities. Yep. I value empathy, which is not necessarily feminine, but in this case, I value self-awareness. I value recognizing your impact on other people. Yeah. So maybe the advice is, guys, you need to start recognizing, recognizing yeah. your impact. Yes, recognizing your impact in the workplace, because that really is the difference between the male and female apology, recognizing you might have offended or hurt somebody. Yeah. It's fascinating. Which, you know, again, is one of those gifts of apology. And this this is an area where there is some there's some conflict. There's some different opinions about this about women and apologies in the workplace, but I've really come down on No, this is a strength. This is a strength and we should not just stop apologizing so we can be more like men. Yeah. Yeah. But again, the trick is to do it well mm-hmm. and appropriately. Yeah, it is. Okay. This Karina and I listened to listeners and you should as well. A fantastic podcast from Brene Brown. Of course, we love her. She called, It's her Unlocking Us series. And she had Harriet Lerner on, who was like, as she says, the master of, a, of the apology. And so it's a two-part series, and it's unbelievable. And I really encourage you all to listen to it. In the podcast, Harriet Lerner talks about the gifts of the apology. There's a gift to the other person. There's a gift to yourself and there's a gift to the relationship. So when you talk about apology at work, right? So you get to give yourself a gift, the other person a gift, the relationship and the workplace a gift. Is this kind of what you were talking about at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of what I was talking about at the beginning. The best part of an apology is the ability to have for your own personal growth. Yeah. Which, you know, again, I found this really interesting when we were listening to Harriet and Brene talk because I I didn't think about the the thing that you Mm -hmm. that goes on in your brain Mm -hmm. in order to make a meaningful Mm -hmm. apology Mm -hmm. that in order to to offer that genuine, sincere apology. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a synonym for apology because I feel like I've said that about a million times already. Um, it it forces you into a place of humility. Mm-hmm. It forces you in a place of self-awareness, of, of reflection. Mm-hmm. And that is a gift to yourself. And it's also admitting that there's something that needs to be corrected. And right. there's where the growth happens. Right. And there's where the growth right. happens. It's also a gift to others because obviously the, mm-hmm. the goal is to honor and acknowledge their feelings their experience and repair the harm 
And then, yeah, that gift to a relationship, as you can imagine, goes deeper Mm -hmm. than both of those. There's really interesting, actually, this is where there is some good research. But interestingly, I'm going to be candid. I don't really agree with it. There was a study in 2016 um, by it's it's in the it's called the Journal of Negotiation and Conflict Management Research. And the two researchers, uh, uh, Robert Lount and Beth Pollan, watched had people watch a bunch of videos and they came away with these six elements of an effective apology. Okay, and here's what they were expression of regret. Explanation of what went wrong. Acknowledgement of responsibility, declaration of repentance, offer of repair, request of forgiveness. And I want to challenge that a little bit because there's two things in there that I think are pretty tricky. Okay, before we go there, yes. let me let's think about this for a second. So if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make an effective apology, mm-hmm. I'm gonna express regret. I am I I am so sorry mm-hmm. that happened. I can see that I hurt you. And I feel really badly about that. Okay, that's expression of re- explanation of went what went wrong. I was not my best self in that moment. I snapped at you. I recognized that that was rude, and I should not have done it. <laughs> We've got it. Mm-hmm. Acknowledgement of responsibility. I I take a hundred percent ownership of this. I can see what I did. I should not have said those horrible things can to you. Can you tell how easy these things come out of my mouth? Oh, I've had to do this a lot. Yeah, you're not. Okay, number, number four, declaration of repentance. In, I'm asking, no. Um, in, I'm embarrassed by my behavior and I'm not going to do that again. And I will wear a shot collar and, exactly. and press this button every time I catch myself. Offer of repair. In, I would like to make it up to you so here is a gift certificate. Well, it's like when I'm late, Krina. For coffee. Like no, I'm, I know. You know like feels, when I'm yes. late, everybody knows when I'm late yeah. that my way of Mia coping is to always say I pay. Like if I'm I here, love that, by the I'm, way. You know, if I'm late, I'll pick up the tab. That's right. my deal. Okay, that's so my that's offer, offer of, repair. of repair. And then six is request. Can I'm asking you for forgiveness. So that is that that that's is according to say. the study, is the, that's the what thing. They say. Okay. And I think there are two problems with that, frankly, or possible problems. Okay. Let's start with the last one, which is a request for forgiveness. I don't think that that's fair to ask somebody to forgive you. I think that's kind of BS, frankly. Well, that's one of the reasons I don't like that, that I was mm-hmm. saying. Because then it's automatically on me to be like, it's like, over. Why do I have to do something for you? Just you apologize doesn't right. mean I, right. you don't get to dictate I how I act. I think it's fine to say I hope you can forgive me someday. Yeah. Or I hope you'll trust me again. Yeah. Or, and I've often said this, I'm going to show you by my behavior that this is not going to happen again. Sure. But expect or requesting forgiveness. Will you forgive me? I would be like, shut the front door. No, I'm not going to forgive you. Shut the front door. Okay. The other one though, that I think is really interesting is the explanation of what went Mm -hmm, wrong. mm -hmm. Because when I have- Rife with problems. Yes, because I have tried to do- (laughs) This is again, one of those things I don't like about apologies is it's frequently turns around and it's about the person who's apologizing. If you weren't so blah, 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 then I wouldn't have to behave this way. Yeah, right. here's my explanation of what went wrong. If you were not such a jerk, I don't, then I wouldn't yeah. have to speak over you. Exactly. I wouldn't if you actually knew what you're talking about, Crino, <laughs> on this podcast, I wouldn't interrupt you. No. The um and that's just it too, is like on the um a on the explanation of what went wrong, he, we default to talking about ourselves mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. 
the person who is receiving the apology. There are some times that that kind of explanation can be helpful in kind of explaining how you understand your own conduct, right? Like you can yeah. say, like, um, if you're if you're in a meeting with somebody and you're short and snappy and you go to somebody afterwards and you say, hey, I really want to apologize for my behavior. I was short. I snapped. I was not collaborative. I was not a good participant, but I'm really stressed out right now. That's that, OK. No, okay. it's not OK. No, that is not OK. So how could you how but could you explain okay what went wrong mm-hmm, without would be to say, um, I OK, I heard you, Krina, you talked about me behind my back. Sorry. <laughs> okay, let's flip it around because I want to explain more. Right. So I talked about you behind your back. What? Yes, I did. And I'm sorry I did that. It was not acceptable. I want you to know that I was really jealous because you got that big new client. And I realized that I was that was a really small part of me. And I don't want to be small like that. I love you. I want to celebrate your successes. I want to have a, I want to be generous. That's who I am. That's how I feel about you. And I'm just really sorry that that was where my small self ended up. And okay. I'm not going to let it happen again. And that does feel meaningful. And those are what you just did a step one and two of a meaningful mm-hmm. apology. Mm-hmm. And even that is more, I think, than we are but used to getting. my explanation was, I'm an asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, your explanation was, I'm an asshole and I was small mm-hmm. and jealous. Mm-hmm. Not, and that's not who I want to be. Right. And not who I want to be for you in our relationship. Yeah. yeah. And you were talking about me. And I think that's it. Like, again, if you're apologizing to someone, it's about them. Mm-hmm. It's acknowledging their hurt. Yeah. It's acknowledging their pain. So I know that the research says that those two things, that explanation of what went wrong and a request for forgiveness are part of the formula. Yeah. God, that's hard. You got to you have to be a master student in apologizing before you can start doing that. You're going to screw it up. I guarantee and I believe it. in science. <laughs> OK, before we move on to the other thing, uh, other thing. Before we move on, though, <laughs> there's something we missed. And it's. Ooh, what do we yeah, miss? I think we missed. That there's a whole bunch of there are a whole bunch of people out there who have who feel like apologizing makes them weak, <gasps> yeah. or who who feel oh, like yeah. it's stigmatized. Oh yeah. And I and I and I was talking to uh, Barry this morning about this. I was like, I don't even I don't know if I know anybody like that. Oh yes, you do. I forget. I forget. Okay, you can tell me once we stop recording. I forget I'll talk behind their back. Their and apologize <laughs> That I forget that there are people out there who have a really hard oh, time yeah. even starting. You know, I'm so glad you brought this up. Oh, it, you know how like did you ever watch Happy Days when the Fonz couldn't say like he couldn't say the, I, I'm sorry. Yes, Th- this yes. is like like he actually couldn't form the words. And there's pe- there are people out yes, there who can't who cannot and who view it as a weakness. Who view it as a weakness? Or or and here's what is harder. When you have done something that is wrong and you think somebody else has committed a more egregious wrong. Yeah. You're like, I'm not going to apologize because their wrong was worse. Right. And I'm righteous and they. Right. Yeah. I'm righteous and they're assholes. Right. Yeah. No. Or that they, is No. Mm-hmm. That, here is the thing. It's like saying um, that's like a game of chicken. Right. It's silly. Oh, yeah. It's like waiting uh-huh. to see who's going to blink first. How in any way is that in service of the relationship? And what that says to me is. I am more protective of my fragile self-esteem mm-hmm. and my kind of lack of self-reflection than I 
am about having a good relationship with you or even growing into my full self. Yeah. But I think there are a lot of people out there and yes. you've got to get uh-huh. to that place uh-huh. in your, in your, in your life, in your self growth and yours. So if you're sitting, if you, if you have a hard time making apologies, it's That's a, so fascinating. it's a fascinating Be thing curious. about you. Be curious about that. Be curious about why you can't apologize. One of the things though, that Lerner and Brown you like how I just yes. like yeah. Lerner and Brown. Lerner and Brown in the podcast <laughs> say said about this is that we train children to not make apologies because when they come to a parent and say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry I got pissed, stormed off and slammed the door, parents don't say Thank you for thanks apo- for apologizing. Appreciate it. They say, yeah, and I don't. It shouldn't have happened in the first don't place. Slam like, that I don't door. understand why. And by the way, you also slam the cabinets. Yeah, and you're doing you you do, and too? really hard, right? And don't so, leave those fingerprints so on the cabinets. He, that one was. A, I was like, oh shit. I talked to Barry. He's like, oh god, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. So it's like, right? Somebody apologizes to you, and your response is just to grind it in. To yeah. Just put your heel on their heart, throw in some salt, and grind it in. Yeah, and we're doing that. We a lot of us do. That that to our kids and then or we don't apologize we don't model that behavior mm-hmm. and so i think there are a lot of folks out there who kind of started early in life going oh god i don't saying sorry doesn't net the results i want and so it's really interesting too and through all of this the receiver plays a role the receiver of the apology plays a role in having more you know like building that kind yes. of trust in that relationship yes. again back to the gift of the relationship when you can have a meaningful apology in a meaningful acceptance of that. But, you know, it's the, it is this thing about people who can't apologize. It is very difficult to to further deepen or even really have a relationship, if that's the case, with somebody who's not able to apologize because it just says that you don't matter enough. Yeah. That's all. I mean, to me, that's the language. You just don't matter enough to apologize. I will say, though, now that I've been in the workplace for a really long time, you know, several decades now, um, I have less energy around people who can't apologize. Mm. And I look at them more like, ooh, I feel so bad for you. Mm-hmm. It feels so good to apologize. I'm not saying you fix everything, but when I have screwed something up and I go and apologize, I just I just feel like I've at least left the door open a crack for the air to get through. Yeah, And maybe the whole door gets opened again someday, but I have at least propped that door open. So it doesn't get closed to me. Yeah. Um, and it is such a great thing to have ease in your relationships with people and to have connection, which is we call meaning and, you know, get some really great times, joy. Right. Yeah. And so I feel like when I apologize, I preserve the opportunity for those three things. Absolutely. And you come to at whomever you're apologizing to with this respect mm-hmm. for them, mm-hmm. which also builds that. I respect myself. Yeah. I respect you. I respect our relationship. I want to yeah. change. Yeah. So, uh, okay. So do you want to talk about how uh, we did, we modeled what hopefully is a decent apology. The brown learner. But do you, yeah, do you want to go back to kind of what <laughs> yeah. makes a crappy apology? Back to my original <laughs> comments at the beginning of this show. It's so funny listening to Brene go, oh God, I do that. I do that. I do that. Um, on that podcast. What, the big one, the first one. Is that you say, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. I'm really... I'm sorry, but you're a jerk. I'm sorry I was late. I'm sorry I was late. I'm sorry, late, but you stressed me out. But I just couldn't. So You deserved mm-hmm. for me to snap at you because you're stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I, don't you have but, people that look at you like... Yeah, but... They even, snap at you like, what are you, stupid? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even down to like, I am so sorry I forgot your birthday. 
I'm so sorry I forgot your birthday. It was on the calendar and da da da. But I've just been really so busy. Busy. It was a big day for me. I am don't even know. Yeah. It was such a big day for me that I couldn't think it was about your big day. Yeah. Just get your <laughs> butt butts. out of your you apology. Distract. You yeah. distract. And right? you turn around. And and then also you know, the next one she says is that you focus uh-huh. on your acts and not the other person's feelings. Yeah. So that one is like, I am so sorry that, yeah, I was I'm, late. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel bad. That's what that one is. I'm sorry you feel bad. Yeah. And I'll be honest. This was a line I used in the evolution of my development of apologizing. Interesting. Years ago, I would say, oh, I'm so sorry you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and it was sincere for me, but it didn't have I had I had not gone deep enough to say, oh, I was short with you. It's so funny when I apologize, you can tell what I apologize for. Right. Different topic. Yeah. Back to topic. Focus on your acts, not the other person's feelings. So. So you just yeah, you just did that. Yep. Yep. The other one I think is uh, don't overdo. This is the one. This is the one you really hate. Too many apologies, apologizing for too for everything, apologizing for existing and also, you know, over apologizing for trivial things. And I think this is what this is. This one is a big. You know why it's this way that why over apologizing is such an undercut to the apologize. It's insincere. It's insincere. It feels insincere. But also it implies something about me. So this is the thing. This is the part you don't like. This is the part I don't like. If you're constantly apologizing to me for trivial things and blowing them way out of proportion, to me that says I'm the kind of person that requires that level of attention and care. Yes. And frankly, yes. you I'm the kind of you. So then it's the power dynamics in our relationship shift. I feel like you're constantly deferring to me. You're you're bowing down. Alternatively, you have these expectations of me that there is no way I can meet. Right. Or you think I think I'm superior somehow. Like if we're all equals and you bump into me, you don't have to apologize. If we're all equals and you're 10 minutes late, you don't have to like my time is not so much more valuable than yours, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's this reflection on wait, who do you really and I think it is about it's about sincerity. It's about recognizing the impact of behavior and your relationship with that person. That's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah. OK. Don't overdo it. Don't overdo don't, don't it. Don't overdo it. Don't make it about you. Don't say but. Don't take too much responsibility. OK. And here's the other one. Blame. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Which is why when you're doing a good apology, mm-hmm. try to avoid explaining whatever that tip was at the beginning when we were saying, yeah, the explanation of what went wrong, that just trips into blame. Mm-hmm. It can easily it can. trip into blame. And so, like, you know, I, I find this very much in my apologies with Steve. Not so much anymore, but early on, um, which would be like, you were late. You were late. And you've been on the phone and you made an agreement with me to be here to help me get ready for this party at two o'clock. And I know that I was insanely rude to you during the party. And I know that I da 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 da. But I'm telling you, you cannot you cannot not keep your word with me when it comes to these things. I need to be able to rely and depend on you. Yeah, that's not an apology. You know what? And it is so tempting to do that, especially when you think somebody else has responsibility. Well, like Harry Lawrence says, you can do that. You can tell someone there's an, they're an asshole. But that's not an apology. That, but you can't make a part of your apology. And it's not, it is not an apology. It's communication. Right. Yeah. Right. That's about how down. you've been injured. Exactly. Yeah. And even I find sometimes, and I'll be honest, this is probably, I would appreciate folks' um, feedback on this, but sometimes I can get a little smug 
Huh. Like when somebody has done something and I've done something, I've engaged in something that that happened, but I'm clearly less at fault. I often will go. And, <laughs> right. That's probably a good indicator. Yeah. But I just made Karina snort, you know, <laughs> and I think I'm less at fault. I kind of clearly go, I could clearly I kind of go in and I apologize. And I used to expect that people would apologize for their part of the way more egregious behavior. Right. And then after a while, hmm. I was greeted with no apology. And ah. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And that did not deter me from making apologies. I still do that. I still find my behavior when I feel bad about it. And I know that I've done something that I need to apologize for. But now I just feel smug. Uh-huh. I feel super smug do when you- I apologize <laughs> to somebody who does. I feel just so much bigger. It's embarrassing. The gloating. I hope nobody sees it. They're going to have to tell me if they see it. I do know. But it is interesting, though, when you the things you just said was like you can't expect. No. That's one mm-hmm. of the don'ts that we yeah. heard, too, is like don't expect that just because you apologize, someone else is going to apologize back. Don't expect that you're good, that you get to dictate mm-hmm. the results of mm-hmm. your apology. All you can do is represent hopefully well your own feelings and thoughts. And nobody else's. And you're yeah. willing, yeah, your investment yeah. in that and, relationship. Yeah. Um, what I love about, this is this is the next one. Your apology should not silence the other party. Mm-hmm. That I think is really important. Like, I'm not going to shut you down by just saying, okay, I'm sorry. That's my kids. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Seriously? Again? With the whatever? Sorry? God. Which sorry. is just a reflect, just it's a deflection. Right. Stop talking to me about this. Yeah, exactly. Right. I thought yeah. we were over this. You've mm-hmm. already hounded me about seven times. And I love the next one. Don't make an apology for your own benefit. If someone does not want to hear from you, stop. That's right. I actually had somebody call me as part of their 12 step, 10, 12 step, 12 step, 12 step. Yeah. AA recovery process and say, I would like to do, and I think it's fourth step. I'd like to do some fourth step amends work with you, Kirsten. And it was the only time in my life I've had this kind of clarity where I said, no. Wow. And not even with an explanation. No. I said, no, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. 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 And that's perfect. Yeah. You, that person. And she respected that. I was just going to say. She respected that. That's great. She didn't push it. Okay. No. That's amazing that you just said no. No. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work for me. And it was great. She respected what I had said. And that was the end of it. And never asked me again. Wow. Which was great. That is great. Because I did not want, that was not my work. No. And so she was respecting you and your relationship. Um, Perfect. Um, Okay. Final apology don't is uh, don't ask the other person for anything. And Mm -hmm. I think this is why those things at the beginning, you know, the sort of list of what makes a good apology, you can't request forgiveness. You can say you you hope. You can hope. I hope. That's like what I talk about, the door open. Like that's why the apology is so great because- Hopefully the door hasn't shut all the way and at least it's a little bit open and I can work on getting it back open. Yeah. 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 The Kirsten, I am so sorry that I did that horrible thing. And but and now can we move on? Yeah. So this is interesting, Karina. I've had this conversation um, with my daughter, Hayden. Um, when I apologize to her, she feels sometimes like I, I shut her down. Um, hmm. I, it's like, I apologize too fast. Yeah. Too quickly. I Which apologize way? too quickly before I have really fully understood what she is trying to tell me. There is a researcher in apologies. Her name is Cindy Franz and she's done it for like 20 years and she's from Oberlin college. 
And she said something that I read that I really liked a lot that really hit home in that conversation I had with Hayden. The purpose of the apology is to help the victim feel heard and understood and to convince them that the perpetrator is not going to do it again. Thus, apologizing before victims, the targets, have spoken their minds bombs. It fails. Yes. And so sometimes when we're having a conversation, I completely see what I've done. Or at least I think I do. Okay, so you're saying you can inter- you, you you already know what she's about to tell you. And I she said three things I know exactly what she means. Uh-huh. And whether I'm right or wrong about knowing what she's saying, that is not the point. Uh-huh. I think part of my apology and my reparations are receiving all of the information she has to tell me. Yes. There is a really interesting little segment in the um, Unlocking Us podcast with Brene and Harriet where they talk about um, the how long you have to apologize. Okay, what's the length of this? And they tell a story about a couple where there was an affair And the um, woman brings it up again. You really hurt me. I can't believe this. And he says, "Um, I've already apologized about this. How long do I have to apologize for this? And Mm. she says, as long as I feel bad. Oh, yeah. And I was like, ooh, that's really good. And if I really care about the relationship, I am willing to stay in the game that long. Yeah. To listen to the whole story. Yes. To continue to apologize. To be well. curious about the mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. that it had. Yeah. yeah. To honor the feelings of mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Now you see why I love apologies? I can see why you love apologies. It's like all of this intimacy. There's a revelation of experience. There's possibility for connection, for healing, like shitty stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I just love it. Yeah. And it's also really interesting to think about how I think as human beings... We, how we feel about apologies, how we deliver mm-hmm. apologies, mm-hmm. who we are willing to deliver mm-hmm. those to, and for what. Mm-hmm. And then also, I would say finally, how we ask for apologies. And we haven't talked a lot about this, but I think that that's sort of for me, kind of the final piece of this is apologies can be spontaneous. I can recognize I've done something wrong and cop to it and acknowledge it and try to rebuild and build build trust or rebuild a relationship. But sometimes we need to help people recognize that they have harmed us. And that's that courageous conversation where you say we were here. You you ignored what I had to say. You took credit for my work. You were dismissive to my work, in my opinion. You didn't read my document. You know, those courageous conversations, you do that all the time or you do that often to me, the courageous conversations that you hope will provoke an apology. Yes. But when the apology doesn't come. That's information. That's information. Right. Yeah, that's information, too. And before we end, I do just want to say we kind of started here and I just want to bring it back to here. You know, the gifts of the apology we talked about yourself, the other person, the relationship. But I think what I think apologies are so transformational particularly in yourself, right? So I have found my journey with apologizing has paralleled almost exactly my <clears throat> my own journey. Okay, now I'm going to get teary. My own journey with my own kind of self-awareness and my own personal growth and my own, you know, kind of progress with joy, meaning, and ease. Interesting. So I think they've run parallel because apologies help us 
grow in ourselves, to become bigger, to become, you know, um, more beautiful, more generous, more loving. And, you know, I always say this too, it's about maintaining your integrity with yourself. We talked about it in trusting your gut. We talked about it in decision-making. We've talked about it, you know, in so many episodes, the person you need to have the most trust, confidence, and integrity with is yourself. Is yourself. So how are you acting, sister? That's right. How are you acting, best friend? How are you behaving? Yeah. So I love it because of that. And when I do apologize effectively and well, it makes me have confidence in myself, mm-hmm. in the values that I say I have, the morals I say that I have, the way that I like to live in the world, and how I say I care for people. And then it all just mixes up into all this yumminess, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah. I often feel like so good just admitting what a shitty thing I did. It helps you move on. Holy crap, what you just said reminds me of why I love doing this show with you. Because sometimes <laughs> I forget, frankly. No, I'm just joking. No, it reminds me why I love doing because you are, you do put a lot of thought into some of these. T- <laughs> <laughs> you put a lot of thought into all of these things. No, but there are some things. You're yeah. right. And, but you're. That are, that for me, I, I it you, is. You've mm-hmm. dug in. Yeah, I cannot I I believe it. what a Neanderthal I, I am at That's the beginning. Not, of this. We don't use that word anymore, remember? No. Oh, that's right. It's fine. The hunter, the women. No, I can't believe how I just, it's so funny sometimes. I know, I know we've talked about, I'm just a blunt instrument. Like you're a fine tuned no, that's tool. very and kind I'm of you like, to say. And, and I'm this like, I just made a lot of more mistakes. No, because I'm you saying have. like, God, I hate apologies. <laughs> they suck. I don't like receiving them. And you're like, hey, <laughs> I just that. so I can see why but you wanted me on the comes, meditation couch. It also comes seriously from a really. I have done this a lot. I've made so many mistakes. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, no. I again. This is so great, beautiful, and I, and I want to take it back. Thank to you work. for doing it. Yeah, just one last Even time, which is it. like you can <laughs> you can do this at work too. It will make your workplace. Far more functional and rewarding. And in, and frankly, my experience at work is they are more simple. And they're way more simple. That's it's, right. They've always felt to me a little less complex than my personal relationship. Oh, um, let's hope yeah. that. Let's yeah. hope that's true for everyone. Yeah. Hey, uh, thank you so much for, for suggesting this topic. Thank you for doing it. Thanks, thanks for list. Thanks listeners for working. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You know, I hope you find some forgiveness. It feels good. And we get that with a good apology. Yeah. Bye folks. Bye. Krina and Kirsten get to work is recorded and produced by yours truly. Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 